Hello and welcome to Get French Football News Player Podcast. Um, my name is Clinton Magdubas and today we'll be talking about um, a player who has surprised a few people uh, in Ligon this season with his form and the way he has been able to deliver so far. Uh, his name is Abib Diallo, he's a Senegalese international who was born in Senegal, in Thieves in Senegal and came up through the Mets, Mets Academy to into the first team. Um, today with me, I have Jeremy, Jeremy Smith. Hello, Jeremy. Hi. Welcome to, uh, you're a Mets fan, right? Yes. I had, um, how I'm many years have you been? How many years have you been a Mets fan? How many years? Um, oh, can't remember exactly, but definitely over 20. Basically, my, my mum's from oh. Mets, so oh. they've, they've always been my French team all my life. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, so welcome, welcome to um, the show. Thank so um, let's get right to it. Um, can you tell us a bit about um, Abib's background or his career so far up to this point? So yeah, so Habib Diallo c- came across um, from Generation Foot, which is the, the the sort of sister club of Mess in Senegal, which has been. Re, you know, re, really productive for Mess. Um, a few of their players have come through there. Probably the the most notable one, obviously, is Sadio Mane, but also players like Papis Sisse, Diafra Sacco, who did who did quite well for a while at West Ham. So um, it's been it's been a very successful kind of um, not academy, but a sort of uh, I guess feeder club in a way for Mess. Um, so Diallo came when he was. When he was quite young, um, and um, at first at Mess he was he didn't really do particularly well. I think he was quite shy. I think he was not homesick, but I think he tried. He found it quite hard to adjust to to sort of northeast France. Um, didn't do particularly well in training or in the reserves, and I think was was quite close to 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 them being to to kind of being rejected, but probably. What saved him actually was kind of off the pitch stuff. He was, he was kind of very popular, seen as a, uh, you know, nice, respectful, polite kid. And so he was just given sort of one more chance and he, he kind of grabbed that chance when Mess were in League 2. They were kind of fighting for, for promotion, um, three, four years ago. And he was given a chance in the second half of the season and he scored nine goals in the, in the final 12 games. Um, four of them, oh, sorry, eight of them came from doubles in four matches. And that was a, a really important kind of contribution that helped Mess scrape, scrape promotion. Um, but he wasn't really seen as ready for Ligue 1, so he went back to Ligue 2 for a while with Brest, um, which I think was a really good move because um, they're, mar- they're managed by Jean-Marc Fourlon, so he lo- learned a lot from him. He had those two... St- he had those two seasons at Brest and then he, then he went back to, or 18 months or so. And then he went back to Mess last year when they were in Ligue 2 and had a fantastic season and he scored, um, 26 goals, um, also six assists and he helped Mess to, to promotion. Um, they, they, they won Ligue, Ligue 2. Um, so it looked like he was kind of on the right track. Um, and we were you know, looking forward to seeing how we do this year in Ligue 1. 
but he had a horrific preseason. He didn't score at all in preseason. He just looked really poor, and no one was holding out much hope. But as it turns out, he's had a fantastic season. Um, read, led the line brilliantly for Mess. Um, they're not exactly kind of prolific goal scorers as a team anyway, so they they're kind of really reliant on him to 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 do well. And he's um, kind of I think it's probably fair to say that it surprised a lot of people. He scored 12 goals. He's quite high up in the in the scoring charts. And if Mess are reasonably well set to to avoid relegation this year, depending obviously on on how the season finishes. Um, then a lot of it is down down to Diallo, and not only his goal scoring, but his leadership as well, because he's he's pretty much become the captain since Renault Coyard has been dropped as well. So really, this is in a way, even though he had a great season last year in Ligue 2, this really you could say is his breakout season. Great, great. Um, you've already even answered um, the question I was going to ask next, next, uh, which is how he fared in Ligue 2 because. Um, he, he finished second to score behind, um, Shabonia, yeah? Um, Gaetan yeah. Shabonia rests and seems he fed really well. And do you think he has become a better player, um, in Ligue 1, like since, since the season began? I mean, well, first of all, he's kind of maintained his, his standards despite the fact that obviously everyone, or his statistics, I guess, despite the fact that everyone around him is a, is another level up. Um, so that's already impressive. But just, I think all aspects of his game, um, he's, 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 his hold up play is better. His ability to bring other players into the game. Um, his, I guess, match intelligence. He's, although he, everything about him is centre forward, he, he does like to move across the line a lot. But his, his kind of decision making about when to do that, when to drop back is better. Um, his, his finishing is improved. Um, he's he's certainly not, I would say, the finished article, but he's every aspect of his game, I think, is improving. He's he's 24, I think, now, so yeah. sort of coming into, I guess, the the sort of peak years of his career. And um, yeah. I think again, like harping back to what I said and about how even when he wasn't performing well when he first arrived in Mess on the pitch, I think probably the 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 sort of off-pitch attributes that he has now are kind of even helping him on the pitch. You know, he's really showing maturity. He's showing an ability to listen and learn from, you know, that he's had some very good coaches in terms of Jean-Marc Foulon of Brest, um, Antonetti kind of at Mess, even though he's sort of working remotely. Even Philippe Hinchberger, who's, who's doing well at Grenoble now, who, who was a, um, a, who was the one who really gave him his first chance at Mess. Um, so, yeah, definitely, he's, you couldn't, you could say that he's just improving all round, effectively. Uh, Alright, um, I've actually been very impressed with him myself. Uh, I remember at the start of the season when, yeah, I mean, you alluded to the fact that a lot of people weren't expecting much after his, um, preseason. For some reason, I, I had this prediction where I said he would score 12 goals in the Gondi season. Like, it was one of my wild predictions. And somehow it has happened already. And season isn't over yet. So I'm very proud of myself for that. I stood by him. <laughs> but um, in the past, we've seen players who have come up and not been able to replicate whatever form they were, they were able to give in the door. Um, of course, most 
most recently we've seen Umut Kozok come into Liga and been unable to really do anything and now he's he's back down um in, in lower leagues. Also um this is in Shabonia who beats Abib to the golden boots in Ligdo hasn't quite replicated the goal score because he's looked good and he, there was this um fantastic goal he scored I remember against Toulouse crazy volley and he's also looked he's, he's kind of looked good generally in his general play but the, the numbers have not just been there for him. But it's not been the story for Habib. He's it, just done really well. In fact, it seems like he's, he's on course to, do it, to have a 20-goal season, which is really impressive. So what do you think, what do you think has been the, the reason why, um, that hasn't befallen Habib yet? What, what, what's, what has aided his adaptation? Why doesn't, why hasn't he had adaptation problems like, um, Chabonye or Mutubozov? Um, I can only really speculate as to the reasons, but Charbonnier, of course, previously was given a chance at, at Montpellier and um, didn't do fantastically um, there either, I don't think. Um, I mean, he's more in a kind of Habib Diallo mode, like a sort of big target man centre forward. He's, yeah. he's a bit older now, he's 31, and maybe... For Ligue 2, it still works because he's got the the sort of nous of, of the experience that he's gained, and he's also got the physicality, which is probably um, more of an attribute in in Ligue 2. But for Ligue 1, maybe you need to be to have that little bit more quality, and and maybe that's the issue with with Bozok. And both of them, maybe Charbonnier and Bozok, I think that they they probably had a little bit more competition for places. Um, Buzog last, last year and, and Chabonnier this year. There may be an element of that, whereas Diallo really, um, it, there, are, there aren't really any other obvious centre forwards, um, to, to take his place. Um, so it, it could be a little bit of that as well. But I think it's just maybe Diallo just does that, have that extra quality. And, um, he, like I said, he is the, the sort of, He's now the one that's coming to the oh, Bozok as well, but the right age. He's had a lot of spe- experience in the lower leagues. He's he's improved year on year, and so he's maybe just about to hit his peak. Maybe Charbonnier had his chance, and although he had that great year last year, maybe Ligan is possibly just that little step too far. Um, you know, I suppose you could look at probably the last striker that had a really good season in Ligue 1 for Metz, which was, was, which was, or half, half season, which was, uh, Nolan Roux. And, uh, yeah. it might be, you never know, we might see next year Javi Diallo go, you know, fail to, to come anywhere close to what he's done this year. And it might be that he's a one year flash in the pan. But I think it's just that he does have that extra bit of quality. He has the extra bit of youth. He has the mix of an element of skill, but also physicality. Which maybe is is an advantage over Bozok, and put all those things together, and and yeah, he's just got a bit of an advantage over those two. Yeah. So, um, how important do you think Habib has been to Mets this season, and what they've done? I mean, of course, they they won the dollar season, but many probably wouldn't have expected them to be as comfortable as they've been. I think they've been pretty comfortable compared to what you'd expect from teams that come up, right? So how important do you think Abib has been to this? Um, 
hugely important. I mean, he, um, the statistics are probably a little less embarrassing now because, um, I think we, he's had like recently a, a two match suspension and, um, hasn't been quite as prolific in recent matches and a few other players have stepped up a little bit. But certainly at one point it really, it, I think he had something like, set up to something like 75% of Messi's goals came from him. Like they were hugely reliant on him. Um, I think now, I think they've scored 27 goals. He scored, I think, 12 of them. So it's a little bit, yeah. Um, but certainly at one point it was, you know, glaringly obvious that they were relying on him for all the goals. So, yeah, they, as I said, the form has improved a lot and they're in a decent enough position now, but it's, it's only in, in recent time that the form's picked up and they were sort of really hovering around the relegation zone. It could have been yeah. much, much worse without some of his goals earlier in the season. And as I said, it's not, it's not just the goals, but, um, also, He's, he's been able to show good leadership and whereas Coad, who clearly is the, the sort of leading club captain, although he's been dropped, so we're not seeing much of him on the pitch, Diallo has really stepped up and, and led by example. Yeah, that's true. So Mets sit now, um, 15th with yeah. 34 points. That's, that's, um, seven points clear of Nemo in 18th. That, um, tricky spot. So, um, so far, I think um, it's been a good season. They don't look like uh, relegation would be a problem that they have to worry about this season. So um, now to talk about Habib's game. Um, you've already hinted at what he's like. Huge target man, great hold-up player and everything. But can you like expatiate on that? What, I mean, if, if I mean, we've heard rumors about um, him moving to other teams and all of that, what would they expect from a player like Habib? What, what kind of player is he? And who is he comparable to or similar to? So, as I say, I mean, he's, he's tall, he's strong, he's, he's very much a, a kind of central striker who leads the line. He, he does have a decent sort of footballing ability to be able to kind of pull wide and, and run the channels a little bit as well. Um, I wouldn't say he's sort of skillful enough that he's going to kind of dribble around three or four players, but he's comfortable enough with the ball at his feet. But obviously, playing to his strengths is down the middle. He's very good in the air. As I said, he's he's good at he's now he's much improved at sort of holding the ball up um, for sort of deep line midfielders to 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 come and for him to bring them into play. Um, and his finishing is improving as well. He's still. Um, Occasionally, a little bit probably to kind of shoot on sight. So he occasionally frustrates by sort of shooting from distance and he hasn't got such a great record. But as a, as a, he's one of those kind of classic strikers who really comes alive in the penalty area. Um, without knowing the statistics, you think that sort of you know, 99% of his goals must come from, from being in the area, possibly even the six yard box. But, but that's the thing. He's, he's become that kind of clinical finisher that I think any, any team could do with, but certainly one that, um, is, is always going to be sort of battling to, to stay up at the start of the season. In terms of yeah. sort of comparing him, it's perhaps, uh, a bit of a step, but 
in a way, in terms of his career trajectory and I guess the kind of player he is, you could you could even kind of compare him to Olivier Giroud. I mean, in terms of style of play, he's a finisher, but he's he's strong. He's again the pivot to bring um, sort of talented attacking midfielders and, and fellow attackers around him into play, but also the way that he's sort of not a late starter, but he he you don't really expect him to kind of immediately burst onto the scene and do amazingly well. There's a there's a real sort of career progression. Each, yeah. each step that he takes, there's a little bit of an adjustment period, um, and then he really settles and, and shows the quality that he's got. Um, and and obviously, hopefully, he, he keeps that trajectory going and, and goes on to bigger and better things. It would be nice if it was a mess, but it's probably unlikely. <laughs> yeah. More on what you were talking about in terms of um, where he gets his goals. This is in he scored 100% of his goals inside the box. So that's right. something. Uh, also, he seems to have regressed in terms of penalty taking because he scored 10 of his 10 penalties last season and then this season he scored only one of three penalties. So uh, maybe that's something. Then um, the variety of his that's goals... That's another comparison with Giroud, I think. <laughs> Yeah, his um is the variety of his goals: three-headed goals, four four with his left foot and five with his right foot. Seems to be a pretty comfortable player with both both legs and also with um his head as well. Seems to score any kind of goal. Is that is that true? So yeah, accurate, that's right? exactly true. He's a yeah a kind of a fox in the box. He'll do what he needs to do to get the ball in the goal. You know. Even if it kind of bounces off his bum or something, a goal's a goal. <laughs> strikers don't mind as long as they're as long as it's added to their stats. True, true. It's right in this era of um, stats. What what do you think is his most important attribute? That one attribute that stands out about him. I think I I do like his his aerial game. Like not even not just scoring, but obviously someone who's who's good in the air. Wow. Is important in in both boxes, um, and you know also for flick-ons again for for bringing other other teammates into play as well. So I think in terms of footballing, that's that's probably a strength. But again, as I said, just as a as a general thing, probably his his temperament is very good. He doesn't get flustered. He doesn't doubt himself um, mm-hmm. after that that sort of tough adjustment period when he first arrived in, in France. I think he's got belief in his abilities and he, he can block out the criticism he's received and, and has shown with, with his steady improvement that you know he believes in his abilities and his and certainly his ability to, to learn and improve. Yeah. Um we've heard the transfer rumors, um there was a rumor about um a beat from Chelsea in January. How true was that? I haven't seen anything to confirm whether it's true or not, but it, to, to be honest, it seems very surprising to me. Yeah, it was. It was very surprising. It came out of nowhere, and um, but he stayed eventually in um, after January. So, um, do you think he's going to leave though anytime soon? Maybe summer, or I mean, obviously there's the COVID situation and there's a lot of uncertainty around transfers currently, but. 
maybe when when the season is over, do you think um, he's likely to leave or he stay maybe one more season, two more seasons or something? I think probably, I mean, just looking at the general trend of how and when players leave France in general, but Mess also are very much, unfortunately, a selling club within France, um, mm. I would expect him to leave. I guess a lot of it depends on who comes in for him and what kind of um, money is offered to Mess. But I'm pretty sure that after the season he's had, they're prepared to 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 receive bids and hopefully get a decent amount of money for him. He's had a couple of Senegal caps, but he's not quite a the first team regular. So yeah. probably from that point of view, he'll hope he'll be hoping to to move on to a bigger club as well. So I think there's a very good chance he'll leave. I guess the question is, is he prepared to go maybe to a, I don't know, if it's Premier League, for example, yeah. maybe like, is he prepared to go to a sort of lower half of the table club to see that as a step to then going to a bigger club? Or is he going to think I might as well stay with Mess, have another decent season with them and then possibly and next is coming in for me. But um, on recent form, in terms of what other players are doing, I, I would expect him possibly to, if they're interested for a sort of mid-table English club to come in and, and for him to see that as a stepping stone maybe. So you don't think that he would go to a Ligon club if he were to leave? It's more likely a foreign club, maybe in England. I think it's more likely. I mean, unless it's one of the very top clubs, but, you know, PSG, Lyon aren't going to go in for him. Marseille don't have any money. (laughs) Monaco, I don't think that, depending on who they sell, I doubt they'll go in. So I'd expect it to, I mean, he could do an Ismail Assar, who is another one who came from Generation Foot and, and, Maybe think that Ren is a step up. Personally, I don't. But there you go. <laughs> of course, of course, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'd have thought if it. I think unless it's to be one of the really elite clubs, if he's going to leave, then he might as well try his luck abroad. And obviously, in you know, rightly or wrongly, in the Premier League, for example, there's a hell of a lot of more, more money at stake. So you could understand him wanting to make that move. Yeah, so if if you were to move to the Premier League, do you think um, it would adapt quickly enough? Or would he have problems like you've seen with Nicolas Pepe so far? And you you mentioned before that um, Habib didn't really settle quickly when he arrived in Mets. So do you think he's going to have that kind of issue if he were to move to, to the Premier League? Or is it a league that is very suited to his style? I think it does, it does very much suit his style. Um, obviously there's, I think there's a less onus on him and then there, there is on Pepe, both in terms of the fact that Pepe is as much a creator as a goal scorer. He kind of, he probably didn't do himself any favours by scoring so many goals last year because that <laughs> isn't really his, his main job. Um, yeah. he's also playing in a team in transition and he's also, you know, there's a lot more, there are a lot more eyes on him because of the amount that he was signed for. Diallo's not going to go for 80 million. I'd love him to. to mess <laughs> up, that's not going to happen. Um, yeah. I do, as I said, I mean, to be completely honest, as much as I love him, he's fantastic for mess. 
the reason I was surprised that the Chelsea rumours are that certainly at the moment, I don't think he's absolutely top level, top team calibre yet. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I don't think there'll be the same pressure as Pepe because I don't think he'll be playing for one of those real marquee teams. But if he was to join, uh, you know, I, d- I don't know. I keep thinking Southampton just as because of Guido Correa. Maybe that's not fair, but a team like Southampton, it will yeah. be a different kind of pressure because there'll be less of kind of media attention, but maybe there'll be more um, responsibility on him to come up with the goods. Whereas Arsenal, with Pepe's not scoring, then you've hopefully got Lacazette or Aubameyang or someone else kind of um, yeah. covering him so the, there's different kinds of pressure and I think it will take him a while to adjust just because like I said I think most of his career he's had to adjust it's taken him a little time to adjust but again because he's got such a good temperament and he has shown such a good consistent career progression I think he does have the capability to do it so um if if the um, very, very unexpected move to Chelsea materializes somehow and he ends up at Chelsea, how do you think he'll do there, honestly? How how do you think he'd fare if he were a starter, of course? Um, it's hard to say. I mean, obviously, the other thing is that at Chelsea, you expect him to get a hell of a lot more and better service than he, got, than he gets at Mess. Yeah. The best fit in the world, Mess are uh, sort of bottom third of the table, bottom quarter of the table team in Liga, and the, the their style of play. They're not, you know, they're not going to be having sort of sixty, seventy percent possession and and creating loads of chances for him. At Chelsea, yeah. he'll have more chances, but again, there's there's higher expectation, and he needs to be more clinical. Certainly, you know, if for example Chelsea qualified for the Champions League. Um, that really is a step up for him. So it's very hard to say because it's such an unknown. It, it's so different to anything he's experienced so far. Um, yeah. I'd like to think that he'd be able to adapt. And the fact that Giroud, when Lampard actually deigns to give him a chance, is still doing well for well, Chelsea, yeah. hopefully means that he can do that too. But um, a lot depends as well on the system. If you're putting in... You know, Mess have got very good um, fullbacks who put in deep crosses for Diallo, and that suits him yeah. well. If Chelsea are going to play to that kind of system, it will help him. But I'm not sure that Diallo necessarily has got the kind of status that Lampard is going to change the system to suit him. It probably is going to sure. be more the other way around, and then it's the question of whether Diallo can adapt his game to suit Chelsea's. How many goals do you think would score there? If you're being optimistic, and again, it depends how how <laughs> many chances he gets. But although it's you not necessarily figure, any figure, fifteen, ten, twenty, fifty, <laughs> <laughs> fifty in a season. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, first season, I'd expect that if he's sort of probably more often than not coming off the bench, for example. Um, you kind of say anything between five and ten would be a very, very good season for him, I think. Yeah, <laughs> that wouldn't um, feel Chelsea fans so much confidence now. <laughs> yeah. 
No, I mean, so, uh, to be honest, like I said, I'm not... He's very good at his level, but I'm not that, confident. That question is, yeah. That yeah, question I'm not confident he can go up to the Chelsea level. But like I said, leading the line for a team maybe lower in the in the Premier League table and having a full season there, then... You know, after a little bit of adjustment, I could see him sort of adapting and, and scoring a dozen goals again. You look at Diafra Sacco, who I'm not even sure from memory. I don't even think he necessarily played in League AFMS. I think maybe he had a great season in League 2 and then went straight straight to West Ham and and really started well for them, I think, until injuries to, kind of took their toll. So it, it's been done before. His game is suited to the English game. So... Um, you know, I'm, de- I'm definitely not saying he's not capable. It's just certainly Chelsea is a big step, so it's very it's difficult to predict with any confidence that he'd be a success there. Yeah, true. Um, so what what do you think his potential is? Because obviously he's 24 now. He's going to that period of his striker's career where everyone expects the player to be in his prime. Like his prime years, 25, 26, 27, 28. That's when strikers typically, typically peak. So he's, he's entered into that, um, period now. What do you think his potential is? Is he a Champions League? Is he, is he potentially a Champions League, um, level striker? Is he a Europa League caliber striker? Is he a mid-table, lower-table, um, potentially? What do you think? It's, honestly, it's it's hard to say. Partly because again, it's a big step from you know someone who this time last year was playing in Ligue 2, now is playing for a team that is still going to see Liga survival as an achievement. Um, so it's a big step up. Um, so it's difficult to say. But again, based on how he's improved, how you know from two years ago was very, very far from prolific for Brest. Then last year, 26 goals in Ligue 2. People were like, great, that's Ligue 2, but, you know, Mess are one of the stronger teams. He finished yeah. the season, as you alluded to earlier, I think second half of the season, he probably probably most of his goals were penalties. Um, so there were big question marks this season. But this year, he hasn't improved so much. If he carries on that curve of improvement, then, yeah, I think he could be a Europa League striker, let's say. Um, and I hope he does it, and he has the intelligence and sort of modesty to do it. But it's it's a, a big a big ask for him. Um, and I'm, de- as I said, definitely not saying he's not capable. But um, we'll have to wait and see. But it's it's <laughs> I wouldn't want to put money on it, but I wouldn't necessarily put money against it. I know I'm, I'm totally sitting on the fence. I'm not giving you an answer um, because <laughs> probably my head says kind of mid-table Premier League team is his level, um, but my heart hopes that he does better than that. Yeah. Um, how do you how do you think Mets would fare if he does leave? Um, what what replacements do you see coming in, or the team just go on like that with the other guys that, that are already there? How do you think Mets would fare without him? I think um, a lot depends on how much they got for him, I guess, and and who they brought in to replace him. 
Um, as I said, you know, a couple of years ago, they were, they were horrific in Niga and still kind of almost stayed the course just because Nolan Rue scored a lot of goals. And I think it's so important for, um, teams challenging right at the top and right at the bottom that they have a, a consistent goal scorer, which can often sort of hide poor performances. Um, yeah. so a lot in terms of how mess fair, I think a lot of it just depends on who they're able to bring in. Um, you know, Ibrahim Inian, who probably is the, is the kind of number two striker again on his day can look good, but really needs a lot of chances, um, yeah. to score. So I don't think anyone's massively confident that he'd be able to kind of fill Diallo's boots, but maybe. You know, this time next season, maybe it's his time to kind of mature and step up. If not, there's a couple of other young players from Generation Foot in the wings who um, are kind of not necessarily out and out centre forwards, more kind of um, creative, maybe second strikers. Um, yeah. So there could be a little bit more onus on them, I think. But yeah, I think Mess would really need to kind of do some kind of very good deal in the transfer window, you know, maybe spot someone who's doing quietly well in Ligue 2 and possibly take the, the gamble of bringing them a level up and, and hope that, that it works out for them, which obviously in recent years, look at Charbonnier, as we said, at Montpellier, and now, um, I don't know, Pavsane, for example, it hasn't always worked out um, when, when, when strikers have taken that step up. That's another good thing, a sort of good feather in, in, um, in Diallo's bow. And... I mess have had a very up and down last decade, even 15 years or so. It would yeah. be lovely to see them stay in league and for more than one or two seasons at a time, but they would, I think they would have to kind of play a blinder in, in the transfer window. And ho- hopefully it would be helped by getting a lot of money for Diallo, which gives them a little bit more bargaining power. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so, so, um, that's pretty much it. Um, you've given us a lot today. Uh, there's a lot, there's a lot to, um, I mean, we can always talk about, um, different players and their first seasons in Liga and all of that. We've seen so many players in the league come through and do so well and then after that just go down. So there's still, there's still a lot of question marks about Abib. But so far so good. I think he's had a really, really good season. He's up there amongst the best uh, top top strikers, top scorers in the league, and it's gone from strength to strength. Thank you so much, Jeremy. Um, you've given us a lot of insight. Uh, no problem. Thank you for joining us. And also, um, you said you wrote an article on Abid for GFFN100 as last year's best 100 players. So um, everyone can check that out. Uh, I, I read it. I, I remember reading it and because I'm very, very, very um, interested in Abid's story. And hopefully we see how things turn out. Um, so everyone, let's just all remember to stay safe. And um, football will be back sometime soon, hopefully. And uh, we'll get to enjoy our favorite teams, our favorite players and everything. Thank you for joining us today. Um, my name remains Clinton McTubus. And um, it's been a pleasure.